Hey, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. And I also got a guest, my special guest, David Pickney. And we're going to talk about the year that was 2020 and the things that we did over in 2020 that made it bearable for what was going on. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Hey. Hey, welcome back Trevor. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. And I also have a good friend of mine on here also, um, David. Y'all know David. You know, he's on um old podcast that we had many, many moons ago. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. So, so how's it been, David? It's been alright. It's, uh, you know... It's it's been a year, <laughs> but but it's been good. Oh, okay. Hey, all right, good, good. I can mm-hmm. hear you on my end. Yeah, no, nah, I mean like it, it. Maybe if you can tweak David a little higher, is oh, that yeah. possible? David, David, will tweak tweak you a little higher, man. But <laughs> do you want me to push that, my volume up further? That's good. I mean, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit, but I mean, hey. I mean, we're trying to make this work, man. It's 2021 now, dude. Uh, yeah, we, we, this has to be perfect, man. <laughs> you know, 2020 was a dumpster perfect. fire. <laughs> this one has to be perfect. Yes. Yeah. We're not off to a great start with all the rain, though, but hey. <laughs> hey, man. Is well, us... <laughs> I, I, what I told everyone was, you know, they're like, what you do to celebrate 2021? I was like, look, I celebrated 2020, and it bit me in the ass. 2021, <laughs> the prove is worth celebrating. <laughs> Yeah, right. So the reason we got this podcast, yeah, and the reason we're doing this podcast, guys, is that, you know, I know 2020 was some of a bust for everybody worldwide. Understatement. Yeah, understand. <laughs> so, but but when 2020 was so going on with the COVID-19, and I'm not going to talk about the other shit that was involved, I mean, what's going on, but we had found a way, you know, to entertain ourselves, you know, either be through video games, TV, movies anime, comic books, all the things that you know that we love to do. So I decided to do this podcast. It's not a review, not at all. No. <laughs> it's, it's not all. So it actually just what what did we do in 2020 that made it so made it bearable to live through with all the, the, the craziness and stuff like that. So Trevor came up with us some ideas. We both did. We brainstormed and he said, "You know, we need a third person." And you know, one of my guys, you know, had something going on, you know, he said he couldn't do it. So you were our fallback guy, David. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Great, great start to 2021. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, but that's good, man. You always um, coming along on my podcast and do things with me, man. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. All right. So let's start off our topics, Trevor and David. Now, I think we're going to start off with television shows. Okay. You know. And I'm thinking we might have some spoilers for David though, because one of these shows I think David did not watch at all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, David. Well, you're which about one? you're about to be spoiled. Oh, which one? 
No, Ooh, no. I don't know which one you're about to talk about. Oh, I'm about to say it right now. It's called The Mandalorian. That's what. <laughs> oh, don't spoil The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Well, we can do it spoiler-free. <laughs> yeah. Because we've talked about it extensively on the other podcasts when we've been going through the episodes. Yeah, so we have. We ain't going to spoil we it We can just you. gloss over, Good. you know. Yeah, I'm, hang up. Oh well, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and that was David. Everybody, thanks for joining us. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have um, yeah. Trevor talk more about this because you know Trevor more of a Star War, Star Wars fan than I am. You think? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, Mandalorian to me, man, was one of the best shows of 2020. You know, because previous season one was great. You know, and it did not miss a step at all. You know, it added more more stuff to it in season two than season one. More stuff was going on in season two. And um, without spoiling anything for David, you know, it's set up for future things to come in Disney Plus. Right. Stuff. See, yeah, so this season, this season we, we got to see, um, you know, a little bit more of his his quest to, uh, you know, Mando's quest to get the, the child to his people which is more like the Jedi. He's right. trying to search for Jedi. Um, but yeah, this season allowed us to, um, each episode tended to be like a different genre. So we had a little bit of a horror one. We had a very action heavy one. We had, you know, it was a, so it was a, you know, a Western type one. Yeah, it was, right. it was fun to kind of explore the different genres. And then we also got to see a bunch of characters from other series like rebels and clone mm-hmm. wars and, you even know, the movies too. Yeah, and you know, even some of like old characters from uh, the original Star Wars movies, right. etc. Yeah, can we ain't gonna spoil it for yeah, you? Yeah, I, I want to tell you who. I mean, it was totally Han Solo, but no, <laughs> no it was not Han Solo. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I want to hop on Mandalorian. You know, it, it, everyone says how how good it is, but I think with you know twenty twenty everything coming to streaming, there's been so so much stuff. There has, but this one's definitely worth it. I would, I would highly recommend checking this one out. Yeah, we yeah, both. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you need to get on it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'll be getting Disney Plus pretty, pretty soon. We got what two weeks till. Oh, for uh, One Division. Hey, One Division. Yeah. yeah. I kind of figured so. Yeah, my MCU shows is going to be the thing that gets me uh, picking up Disney Plus. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's definitely a good incentive. Yes, three of them this year. So, yeah, so Mandalorian was a winner, you know. Um, we both enjoyed it. David had not seen it. Sorry, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard so much. It's almost like I've seen it, but I've stayed away from major spoilers. Oh, I yeah. Know Which is hard to do. It really is. <laughs> kudos to you on that. But, you know, I, I've, stayed, I've stayed away from, from plenty of spoilers. So. Yeah, because Chewbacca showed up too, right? Chewy, Chewy showed up in one episode. Well, yeah, but then he, he then he joined him. You know, yeah. he's now his co-pilot. <laughs> you guys <heard> <laughs> in the return of Jabba the Hutt. Oh, right. You know, yeah. I'll watch it. I swear. Yeah, now Jabba the Hutt is his boss. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. So yeah, so that was. That... Did you know Matt? And I was really surprised when Jabba the Hutt turned out to be a Mandalorian. Wow. Yeah. yeah it turns were... out all of that blubber now, was now just now like a helmet that he was wearing. All the spoilers. <laughs> wow. We 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 gonna stop teasing you, Dave. We stop. We stop. So um I think the next show that both of I uh you probably seen it too, is um The Boys season two. The boys, yeah. Yeah. yeah they... some of that. Oh good, um, good, good. So what you think, Dave? Yeah, well, see the thing is like with um 
you know, I think we've talked about this before. I'm not necessarily, I was never like big into the comic, but like so many people have said like how good the uh, the, the show is. Yeah. That, you know, I've just kind of picked up some clips here and there and been kind of like keeping up with like, I've been reading spoilers on that show, <laughs> you know, just to see like, should I watch it? Should I not watch it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, that one, that one, as I say, it has just been knocking it out of the park. Yeah, it really has, man. And like I said, I read the book. I didn't finish the series, but I'm kind of glad they left some of the elements out of the book. Out of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of the book gets like really crazy and really violent and just like very sexual assaulty. So maybe, maybe. yeah, so this. So of course, yeah. to make it a little bit more palatable to TV, they toned down a lot of that. But uh, you know, a lot of it was toned down for the better because for most people, it's a very queasy experience trying to read that comic. Oh yes, it is, man. Where's well, Garth Ennis? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not I'm not huge into you know the Garth Ennis books for all of the reasons you guys just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is why I just like stayed away from the show for so long and and really have just kind of just experienced it through other people and just kind of like read enough on it. But although Ennis has the, I mean, he, re, um, the Punisher series, he did a better job doing that. But the Punisher's just like, hey, that seems, that seems just up his alley. alley battle yeah. violence and right. shit, so. But yeah, no, it, 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 alley, but he's also, it's Marvel, right? So there's only so far he's, right, like, right. Yeah. Edit, editors will definitely rein you in. Yeah. 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 So like that, yeah, I can totally see him doing great on the punisher with someone you know saying i'm sorry you can't go that far right right yes yeah, because it's it's tame because it's marvel right yeah, yeah so don't so don't let the don't let the comic the boys dissuade you because the the show itself is really good i mean even barack obama put it on his best of list he sure did didn't he? it was hilarious i was like wow barack obama reads the boys or <laughs> watches the boys but it's a great satire for the superhero genre though it is it, for, it, uh, for our society, you know. Even I had to say, say this, Watchmen's the same way. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm watching that right now. But um, I I really enjoyed season two, man. I really did. And you need to finish it. Oh man, you need. I'm, I just saw your list, man. I missed that show. <laughs> that was this year, wasn't it? Wait, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right into it. This is David's favorite television show. It's the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. We're gonna talk no, about that now, David. I want David to talk about this. Definitely watch. Go ahead, David. This is your favorite show. Um, yeah, man. Season two of Umbrella was was really good. Um, I liked it a lot, and you know, the way that season one ends, especially after reading, you know, all the, the comics, right? The way season one ends, you're just kind of like, well, where are we going? We kind of did the Dallas-ish. We put in some Dallas stuff, you know, with like Hazel and Chacha and you know, um, the the way that it ends with, like, the planet getting destroyed or whatever is not really what happens in Apocalypse Suite. It's kind of more of a dallas thing. So I was like, where are we going to go with this? So when Season 2 dropped, and they did so much of the Dallas story, but they started to do, you know, they, they tweaked it for, for know, television. kind of yeah. take, yeah, for, the, for, for TV, and they start to kind of bring in some nods to like hotel oblivion and, and stuff like that um i thought that they did like a a really good job 
um, you know, not necessarily making it word for word, yeah, like the the Dallas graphic novel, but definitely like pulling that like that spirit and that kind of like tone, yeah, while making its own thing. Like people's, uh, you know, Vanya's powers are different, right? <laughs> uh, in this one. Uh, you know, Kraken as well, which kind of makes me wonder, like, is, is some of this stuff going to be, like, make its way into the comics? We just haven't seen it It's yet. possible. I mean, that has done it before. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, Marvel, DC does it a lot as far as they put something on a television show or a movie. Like Phil Coulson, for instance. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah they, know, they always yeah. do that. They'll take the yeah. things that seem to people seem to like about the movies and then put it put in the, the comics. comics. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, they talked about Gerard said that he gave like notes for like several different um, arts of Umbrella. I remember he started that. working on on the show, so it is possible that like these things are planned for the comics, but you know the showrunners have um, you know these notes for the future, and like well we'll pick and choose some of these things and kind of like make them happen earlier uh, in the Umbrella Academy, I guess mythos, just to uh, you know. Work for the kind of stories that they they want to tell, um, but yeah, I mean it was great. And then um, the the way that they end it with that is definitely a, a big nod to like we're we're about to. It's a big nod to the ending, I would say, of Hotel Oblivion. Did, Did you right? Which, which I've yeah I've you mentioned on the yeah I me- I mentioned all of this on the um on a previous podcast yeah yeah with all the yeah. the ravens. That was a it was a nice smart nod where again we kind of finish off this season being like well it's not exactly the same as the comics so I don't know quite where we're going with it. Well, isn't that the great thing though? Right. You know, it, yeah, that's be... the great thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that's that's what's that's what's fun about it is that they're two distinct entities that just have a lot in common. You know, the Expanse novels and the show are the same way. Right. The plot seems to go in very similar directions, but because it's TV, there's certain things that you can't do from the book, and, you know, they've kind of mingled things, and so it um, it's become its own entity. So it's fun to be able to read the books and then also be able to watch the show and get something new out of that as well because right, certain right. things are different. Right. So, yeah, the Umbrella Academy is the same way. I like the way you did that, Trevor. I really did, <laughs> David. You know, because Expanse is one of um, Trevor's favorite shows, and I'm looking at his yeah. list down here right now. <laughs> I'm not not all of those are <laughs> on there. I just wrote down yeah. a bunch. But that's one of his favorite shows too. I like that, that um, Trevor. But yeah, man, I, I totally forgot about Umbrella Academy. See, there was so much going on yeah, in 2020. There man. really is. It was. It, it really was. So many different shows streaming in in 2020 and, and movies. Um, there's just a lot of content. Uh, to, to soak in it's almost impossible to get it all yeah and I mean at, at least that was the nice thing you know as we're saying with 2020 mm-hmm. is that with most people having to stay home you know streaming services and being able to binge shows and stuff has kind of been a lot of people's lifeline it's just kind of been something that we can all do right kind of take our minds yeah. off stuff yeah the same thing after what HBO and Max announced in December no in November talking about and next this year they're going to show like the movies on the streaming service, the same day it come out of the theaters. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I say, I say that might be a, 
I don't, I don't know. It's a good or it's a great move or a dumb move. I don't know. We'll see how it turns well, out. Well, I think, I think for the audience, it's a great move. Right. But However, financially for the corporation, though, right? For for you know for um, movie theaters and stuff like that, it's going to be bad because most people will choose to stay home. I mean, because right. the, there's definitely yeah, I don't want to get into this too much because we want to keep yeah, things keep moving. moving. But, yeah. you know, there's definitely the big theater experience. You see it on the big screen. You got the surround sound and everything. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like you also have to sit with all those annoying people who are playing on their yeah. phones or walking in front of you or spilling their drinks yeah. and their popcorn on you. And so, yeah, you know. I think it's going to really become come down to depending how this all hands out but i think that the big blockbusters will you know people will go to the theaters right like you know end game i think most people would be like you know what i would go to a theater for this so i could see it like on a big screen whereas like you know smaller movies like you know do we need to see the new tom and jerry on the big screen oh yeah it is coming out isn't it <laughs> you know, probably deal with that or just from HBO. Right, exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it's going to be yeah the big you know Marvel movies and stuff like that that are going to be hey let's go see that in theater. Yeah. Well, with the vaccination going on, we hope everything kind of like died down a little bit. You know, so we'll yeah. see. You know, so and you got one. Uh, I think David's seen this TV show also called The Queen's Gambit. That you really you enjoyed. The Queen's Gambit was really good on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that so, one, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. The so y'all got me like, beat. I didn't, I didn't see it. <laughs> I told you to watch I didn't it. Know, like it was like a thing. I remember just uh, opening up Netflix and just seeing like a little image for Queen's Gambit. I just like read the synopsis and I was like, ah, that just seems cool. And I just I just watched it all. Uh, then come to find out that apparently everyone was now watching. Uh, yeah, except for Amos. Yeah, no, my mine was. <laughs> yeah, mine was similar too. Is like I'd kind of heard some people were watching it, and you know, I saw it when I was scrolling through Netflix, and you know how they do that little preview thing. Yeah, which normally annoys the crap out of me, but I was like on that one, and it started the preview where she was trying to sign up for the first chess tournament, and I was like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of interesting. And then I tried to get my girlfriend to watch it, and she's like, I have no interest in that. But I was like, let's give it a try. And she's like, okay, fine, let's watch it. And then she got addicted to it more than I did. <laughs> so. Shout out to Liz. Yeah. yeah. You know, that show is, you know, it's deceiving. Cause, you know, you know the, the teaser image is this girl playing chess, and you're like, well, what could this really be about? And then once you start to really get into it, and you see that the show is about, like, you know, a girl growing up into womanhood and dealing with, you know, loss and more, you know, pronouncedly, um, like addiction, addictions, right? yeah. how, how this, how she kind of uses chess and addiction and, you know, her feelings of loss and how they all kind of like come together and like what chess kind of means for her. Um, like the show just ends up with like all these different layers where there's, you know, there's, hilarious scenes there's really sad scenes there's really just like intense scenes there's you know some of these chess matches are just like like intense right you don't really expect it to be intense because it's just two people playing chess but right and especially because a lot of people don't completely understand i mean they may understand the rules of chess but you don't understand all of these moves and how you know everybody has things mapped out and a defense and an offense and you know but even though you don't understand it, you're like, yeah, you know? 
you you find yourself really getting into it, and then as these characters kind of come and go throughout the series, you know, um, you start to really like either identify with them or like, you know, really start to root for them. And you know, Beth being the the, the lead, um, you know, she's just such a great protagonist from oh, that's episode the, one through the end. That's the girl that was in um, Glass and Split. Right. Yes, she was in that. She also played new Ilyana new Rasputin in the New Mutants. Right. Yeah. And she's gonna be. I think she's the Furiosa in the new Mad Max Furiosa prequel or whatever. Yeah, I think she'll be playing her. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I only know her from uh, the Witch. I watched that on Halloween, um, <laughs> and I just so happened to watch that, and then like two days later started Queen's Gambit. Yo. Um, Okay. So, well, I'm going to check out Queen's Gambit when I finish yeah, watching. It's only seven episodes, I think. Eight? Yeah, it's only like seven episodes. Well, yeah, I, it's, you can knock it out. All right, y'all talking about drama and things like that. Now, I'm going to switch gears. My thing was I, I finished watching Lovecraft Country. Now, you how's know. That? Huh, how's that? Oh, it's pretty good, man. You know, it was, it was it's dealt with horror and segregation in the Jim Crow era, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and now that's. This is like the this is the second this is the second TV show I'm dealing with race racism because the Watchmen is like that too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh god. But this is what we live in, what the society we live in, and everybody's supposed to be woke now. Talking about oh, racism, this and that, but you know, but Lovecraft Country, man, is dealing with horror. Um, you know, it's basically a H.P. Lovecraft is feel to it. And you know, it's this um guy, his name is Atticus, which is like that's con- I like a black man named Atticus, right? right. Um, he's trying to go find his dad, go across country, and he gets to this mansion and he got the blood of a wizard and stuff like that. It's it's pretty interesting, man, how they they combine segregation with magic involved with their everyday life, right? So it was very different and I really enjoyed it. So that yeah, Lovecraft Country was one of my um shows I enjoyed in twenty twenty. Yeah, I do have to watch that one. That one looks good. But yeah, I just got my HBO Max up and running. So thank you, Trevor. Right, that I then let Amos use. That's why he's able to watch all these shows Quick, quickly too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one more thing too. Y'all know this, yeah. man. This this it came out on December thirtieth, man. It Transformers, man. I had to watch it on Netflix. You have to watch your Transformers. I had to watch my Transformers, man. It's a war on Cybertron. I heard it was actually pretty good, though. It is, it is, man. You know, there's a lot of robots dying. You know, last time I saw a lot of Transformers dying was in the 1985 movie. Right. <laughs> yep. I'm saying my age. <laughs> so really, but yeah, it's pretty good, man. They got they got Optimus Prime being the villain in this. Oh really? The, the ideology, the the Megatron and Optimus going back and forth with, it makes like Optimus Prime is a cause of Cybertron the way it is. I'm like, oh, damn, this is different. I mean, but, you know, in the comic books, it's like that, too, though. Um, Some of the uh, IDW stuff, I believe. It's possible. Yeah, I'm still trying to read through some of the IDW stuff. You know, I've been, I've told you the same. Yeah, you did. Transformers is a thing I've wanted to get into, and I'm kind of going through, um, going through the trades of, I think, More Than Meets the Eye. Yeah, I know you're talking Uh, about. And, uh, you know, IDW books are, they're, so good. Well, I'm gonna start collecting the um the IDW hardcovers, man. They got it's twelve volumes of it. Yeah. Uh, I'll get into it when I read my other stuff. 
<laughs> think we're gonna hop into All Hail Megatron. That's the one I need to read. I think you like that, yeah. Travis. All Hail Megatron. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the story was Megatron won, and he defeated the Autobots. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. But yeah, but um, the check it out. ouch, damn it, oh damn, that hurt. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Transformers, um, War of Cybertron, Earthrise was the second part of the trilogy, and the next mm-hmm. one is going to be um, they're going to bring the Maximals and the Predacons, of course. Remember Beast Wars back in the day? Mm-hmm. So they going yeah. yeah, so that's the end of that trilogy. They're going to introduce those characters. So that's that's all the TV shows I didn't really enjoy. It. So yeah, yeah, there no, was so I, much of it, though. There were so many. I mean, the uh, just real quick, a couple others that we watched um, that, w- that were big this year. So Picard, uh, Star Trek Discovery. I got to catch uh, up. On Leslie that. and I went through and watched um, all of Eureka. Uh, and then we've been watching Third Rock from the Sun again. Just the NBC it's pretty show, funny. right? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was NBC. Yeah. Uh, with so, Joseph so. Levitt. Joseph Levitt. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah. when he was just a teenager. With all that <laughs> with hair. With the long hair, yeah. 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 <laughs> what yeah. did I. Uh, I watched um, Keep Your Hands Off by Zokin on HBO Max, the uh, anime. I do want to watch anime, that one. I hear it's really good. Speaking of really anime. Good. Speaking of anime, see, yeah, we, we can move to that one next. Yeah, but go, yeah. but go ahead, um, finish whatever your your list there. David. Yeah, I was just gonna say I watched that. It was it's really good. It's just you know it's about three girls um, who start a club in high school about making anime. So it's an anime about the process of making anime. Um, it's a lot of fun, and I guess the only the other show that I remember uh, that I watched um, all of this year, which is definitely not a 2020 show, but I just streamed it all finally on. Is a Broadchurch. Damn it, that's uh, the one I forgot. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Broadchurch is is really really good. It's a you know a British like, a crime drama. Dude, I, he, uh, David put me on that man. Yeah, is, is that yeah, the one David, with um Tenet? Tenet, yeah. David Tenet, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Olivia Coleman, and it's it's very good. It's three seasons. All the seasons are good. I think that the first season is probably the most rock solid. It is. Um, it is. But, uh, that bastard. All three seasons are, are good. <laughs> yeah, in every season, the the person who did it by the end, you're just like, you He's... have this visceral hatred. They do a really good job of making me like, you're going to hate this guy, but you're not going to realize how much you hate this person. And David <laughs> said that too. And he was you right. Know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so, so good. Right. Because. Um, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, I'm glad you mentioned anime because I know Trevor and I, we, well, Trevor watched more anime than I do, but I think I'm becoming more of <laughs> I got to ask questions to Trevor every time. Yo, is this a good show? Yo, have you seen this show? So I'm going to let Trevor start that one off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of go through my list because I had, I had like quite a few. I had to, yeah, I had to make the, the list shorter. I kind of figure so. <laughs> but yeah, some of the ones that I really liked, you know, we've talked about The Great Pretender. Oh, yeah. That was a really good series. Yep. Um, that one's on Netflix. Um, I liked uh, this one called Inspector. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was that one was fun. Um, about the ghost, right? Yeah, it's about a girl who she only she loses an eye and a leg in order to become like the the goddess of the the yokai, the specters right. and ghosts. So she has a connection with it, and she kind of acts as like a spiritual problem solver, mm. really. Um, but she's like this short little girl. 
and she's just she's very like upfront and abrasive. Um, her name is Katoko Iwanaga, but she, I just love her character. I mean, she totally made that show. She's definitely character of the year for me. Um, but yeah, so that one I enjoyed. Uh, Gleipnir was an interesting one. This like pseudo sexual yeah. horror type. Um, weird. Yeah, very weird. Like a, a you know a guy who becomes he gets like some power where he turns into this dog like mascot like literally a mascot. So a girl zips his back down and she can climb inside him and then control him <laughs> from the inside. You know, David. Yeah. And it, but it, yeah, it's very like, you know, reverse sexual thing. Cause she gets in and it's very much like, you know, Oh, it's sticky in here. And it's like, you know, and it's like, I can control you. Oh, I can feel you on the, you know, it's like, so it gets very into it, but the plot itself is very, you know, it's very interesting. Um, sometimes it kind of meanders and loses its way, but you know, that one was an enjoyable one. I really liked that one. Um, See, the shows you name and most of the shows I watched. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I can't say much of anything because I'm going to you have the anime. Right. <laughs> so, uh, my teen romantic comedy snafu climax. It was the third season of one of my favorite shows. With, and they finished that one off. Um, and it finished in a very satisfying manner. So, that one was definitely a good one for me. Um, one of the funniest ones was just this past season. It's called Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about like the, the demons in the demon realm they kidnap the princess in order to kind of get the hero to come fight him um but it turns out the princess just wants to sleep all the time <laughs> and so she's in this like cell and with a an uncomfortable bed and an uncomfortable pillow so she just tried to go out of her way to get okay first quest i need a comfortable pillow and a comfortable bed. And so she basically figures out a way to, you know, bribe the guards to get her out of the cell. And she just wanders the castle making trouble, like stealing stuff and what. <laughs> and she's just, it's kind of more like she's not the hostage. It's like they're the hostages stuck with her. But she's kind of clever. I like that. Right. But it's, but you know, it, it kind of, they, they become endeared to her and all that other stuff. So, but it's just really funny and, you know, really. No, I actually told my girlfriend, girl, my girlfriend's granddaughter about anime. She had a Funimation app on her phone. Oh, uh, did she? Yeah, like you don't need to watch that. That's the one you need to watch. I heard this was good. That's the one you just said. <laughs> this is good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just a nice, you know, uh, lighthearted, fun. Because she's eleven, man. So you can't be watching Attack on uh, Titan. Yeah, like, like don't watch just, Attack on Titan. Nothing, no. Um, but yeah, now and then um, another cute one, a nice little family comedy one was Kakushi Goto. Um, it's about a, a dad, a single dad and his daughter, and he's a manga artist, but he doesn't want his daughter to know he's a manga artist because then she'll look unfavorably at him because he, he draws a perverted manga. Not uh. like not like um, not like, you know, hentai type manga, but more like, you know, perverted like dick and ball jokes. <laughs> so, you know, he doesn't want her to know what he does. So he it's a lot of trying to pretend like he's a businessman and, you know, everything like that and keep her keep the wool over her eyes. Um, but that one was cute right. and kind of touching at the end as well. Um, no tear jerkers, dude. No, and uh, no, and then uh, interspecies reviewers. Let's keep that one short. This man. one is just like yeah, a bunch of a bunch of guys who who rate uh, different species of of women, you know, like cat girls and succubi and whatever, and you know, in this women. fantasy world. Yeah, where they go to the brothels and then rate, you know, what they thought of those species after having sex with them. <laughs> you hear that, David? <laughs> It's yeah, so, so wrong, but it's so funny. Anime, like, <laughs> I have found that lately I'm having a harder time finding anime, so I end up watching, like, older ones. Um, 
because half of them I'm just like, what's what is happening in this show? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know, my my big one over the last year was you know my hero as like everyone else. I'm guilty um, of that. I, I, I watched my hero. I mean, God, David. I, thank you, David. Yeah, I mean, my, my heroes. I mean, I I love my hero academia. It's just such a you know. Well, season four this take. season four this month, isn't it? Is it this month? Yes, yeah, this, this this year. I mean, I know it's not this month, but I know it's this year, though. Bradley, they're just oh, cranking that one out while it's hot, yeah. Yeah, you better, yeah, really. Um, So that, yeah, that's pretty good. But then, like, all the other anime I've watched has just been, like, older. Like, when I say older anime, I mean, like, I've been watching, you know, Gachamon from, like, you know. Oh, man, Battle of the Planets. Wow, Battle of the Planets, yeah, as it's known in the U.S., yeah. yeah. Um, You know, we're finishing up the 90s. Sailor Moon. Oh God! Uh, rewatched. Uh, you know, Bebop. I've seen Bebop like I like Cowboy Bebop. Times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I've just been watching a lot of like older things since I've been having a, a bit harder time finding anime that like I click with. Well, you know, um, for Christmas I got a, it's not anime, but it's a manga. But um, it's called the. Promised Neverland. Oh, oh man, man, that is great. Yeah, there, there's. Yeah, so I haven't watched the anime. Yeah, it it's good. The second season actually starts this week. It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. I got it just in time. You yeah, sure did. I, I started. I read the first manga and I was like, okay, I I like this, so I'm gonna start picking up some more of that. And then, you know, again, yeah. not necessarily anime, but I've been watching a lot of things like Ultraman and Super. Oh, it's on Netflix. Stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's on oh, Netflix, right? The anime. Promise Neverland. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah Promise Neverland is on Netflix. Yeah, I, should, I need to check it out. Like, uh, you know, it was bought for me as kind of like I think you might like this, and I started reading it. I'm like, I do like. This. Yeah, it's, it's a good. It's a good. It's one click. <laughs> yeah, I never read the manga, but the anime. I love the anime, and uh, if the manga is any good, like the anime, I I definitely read it if I had the money to do it. I, mean, I got comic books, man. I can't, I can't get in the manga. <laughs> yeah, and no, it, it can be tricky. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, That's and then. Fair, right? Yeah, and then the final one I had was, you know, I saved this one just for last just because you watched this one and liked it as well, Akudama Drive. Oh, yeah, man. So this one was no, by... I, I downloaded um, the theme song. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> by the guys who did the Danganronpa series. Um, so the nice. character design and the, you know, the uh, the story. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's about, like, these ultra-criminal guys, you know, like, one's a serial killer, another one's just a courier, so he, you know, he smuggles things. You know, there's the doctor who can stitch up any wound, including, you know, her own slit throat or being bisected or, you know, stuff like that. Um, right. And like the super brawler guy who just is super tough and strong. They got a slimy little slimy guy. Yeah, the yeah, ultra hacker that, yeah. you know. Um, but it, yeah, so it's about these guys and they're kind of roped together, kind of suicide squad style where because the, it starts with them being given these bomb collars um, and then they have to this uh, this talking cat gives them a job to do. They have to go um, to go get some. But yeah, it has a lot to do with you know the nature of what is a criminal. You know who gets to decide what is criminal behavior and what's not. And clearly, most of the Akudama are criminals. That's not in doubt. 
But as it goes on, it it definitely starts to touch on a lot of things that are happening in our real world. Yeah. So, you know, the protests going on and then, you know, labeling protesters as criminals and then, you know, executioners who are like the police then can go out and execute these protesters. And, you know, it, there's it, no due process. Right. And so it, it really tackles this, you know, this real world type issue in a little bit more of an extreme way, but enough that it hits close to home. And uh, it's for a series that's just really kinetic and bright and psychedelic and just kind of cyberpunky. It, I mean, it really goes to some serious places. Sure so it, it's quite a ride and quite enjoyable. It's just, you know, a nonstop, you know, high octane thrill ride. Yeah, check it out, Dave. I think you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's called yeah, Akudama Drive. That sounds like it might be up my alley. Yeah, you, I think you really enjoy it. I'm like a miss- those stories that kind of hit home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is going to be um, anime also, but it's going to be a movie. And I just talked to you about it. It was just a Goblin Slayer movie that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever watched Goblin Slayer, um, David? No, every, uh, a couple people told me about it, though. All right, uh, all right. If you decide to watch it, if you decide to watch it, man, don't get turned off on the first episode. I mean, don't be disgusted by it. You <laughs> all know? right. But the, yeah, the first the first episode is for sure, you know, kind of extreme because it's trying mm-hmm. to set you up for what type of world this is. Right. Um, and then it okay. it it kind of gets you know a little bit better. You know, it. it uh, evens out more as you go along and start learning more about the characters, but it definitely like wants to thrust you into this world and how, you know, uh, how ugly it can be. Yeah. Uh, it's right, a, it's right. a fantasy world, but right. it is brutal and the, it's, it's, it's dangerous. You know, this life of an adventurer, man, it's not easy life. If you can end up, you either die or you could get your bounty, you know, and, and this is what Goblin yeah. Slayer is. And Goblin Slayer is, good at what he does right you know and and i like that character man but that's one of the uh, favorite um one of my anime movies it's a, yeah I, it's uh, a great it's a great series and then the movie just kind of continues the story as i said it covers light novel number five right so um so yeah that was a very enjoyable one too and speaking of which that kind of goes one of the things that i have been reading this year mm-hmm. so books um i pretty much read the entire um goblin slayer series the novels that are available in english so far so like the first 10 i think right um so yeah i read all those this year and i really enjoyed them Um, so that's the books you've been reading for right for 2020 yeah and then i've also read like the first two witcher books like the ones that mostly kind of follow his background um which a lot of the the series itself covered Mm -hmm. and then i I still and then i'm going to get into like the actual six books that are the series where you know Siri and all that right. you know, that get gets involved, but yeah, I really enjoyed the Witcher series as well. You right. know, it takes a lot of spins on the um, the old uh, fairy tales and stuff like that. It kind of throws that yeah. sort of thing. That's their mythology, right? But yeah, so those have been enjoyable. So I know David and I, we are big. Com- I know you read comic books too, that, um, Trevor. But yeah, I'm not as huge into it as you guys. Yeah, you guys are definitely the experts. So David, what you've been reading? <laughs> So I've been reading a mix of new and old. That's kind of been my theme. You know, uh, I haven't been getting out to the shop as frequently given the state of the world. Yeah, right. Um, but Once in Future has been pretty much, you know, great the entire way through. Uh, Gideon Falls is coming to an end, and that's it's very, very, very good. It's, um, you know, it's it's I, I guess I would call it horror. 
but I'm not like. Is this written by I, myself? It's written by um, uh, Lemire. Oh, okay. Um, Hello. To horror. David, David, you break, David. David. With this kind of. Hmm? All right, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> you, it was kind of breaking, breaking up. up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, breaking up. All right. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just saying that you know, um, Gideon Falls is you know this kind of horror adventure mystery book um, that kind of I think there's like a little bit for everyone. Right. Um, it's coming to an end in a couple of issues. I don't remember the. I can't remember what number they're ending on, but it, we're, I think we're basically within the next year. The, the book's going to uh, come to an end. I think they're making a TV show. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> remembering correctly? Oh, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, the thing now. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, but uh, so I've just been, you know, reading that. And then, of course, you know, to your dismay, uh, the Rangers. Oh, all God. Not the Rangers, man. Come on, man. Ah, uh, you can be upset. They're good. Well, look, man, I, I looked out for you, dude. It was a graphic novel that came out, man, and you needed it. So, I mean, I to, I put it aside for you, man. I look out for you. So, don't don't hate David just because he's a little bit younger than us and Power Rangers was in his heyday, you know? Man, <laughs> man, I'm not hating on David, man. I'm not hating on David because you know, David the same age, my brother. Well, just I can't keep breaking on up in and out, in and out. David. Okay, you gotta do something about your about your end, David. Cause your day you keep coming in and out, David. So, it's like we having technical difficulties right here. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see if we can go back, but you, yeah, but, you continue. But yeah, for me, um, the books I read, and I, I think David reads it too. It was on um, Once in the Future. I read that too. Undiscovers. Oh, Money Shot. Oh yeah, Money Shot. I forgot that one. Money I don't know Shot. How I forgot that one. Yeah. Trevor, you read Money Shot? Yes. Yeah, so we've talked about that one several times yeah. on the show, but yeah, Money Shot is great. Yeah, and you know when I was first introduced to the comic book and Izzy, shout out to Izzy for great. Um, at Doctor Knows. I mean, you might like this book. What is it? It's Money Shot. I said, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the title from alone. The title alone. Sold. I'm a, I'm a pervert. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. You know, and, but it's a it's a good story, man. It's a good story. Um, it's by Vault Comics. Yeah, yeah, Vault. Yeah, this is by them. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's an up-and-coming comic book company. You know, like Aftershock, Scout, and all these guys. And um, mm-hmm. I've been reading that. And also Undiscovered Country by um, Snyder, Scott Snyder. That's pretty good. I need to I need to read that. Read you know, that. I think you really gonna enjoy it. And um, something else too. Oh, Spider Man. Yeah, I've been reading Spider Man. I'm a few issues back in in, in Spider. I say few, but like ten. Oh <laughs> damn. But uh, I mean, Marvel puts out a new book every other day. I think at this point. Well, uh, especially Spider Man, because Spider Man comes like twice a month. Seeing the yeah, minute, and it comes. If you're just doing Spider Man, you know. Yeah, um, it's just like Nick Spencer and then Mar Bagley and Patrick Gleason, whoever involved in it, and it comes out twice a month, man. Yeah, I was looking at some of my back issues that I still need to read, and like 
my indie pile of so I was like looking at once in the future. I'm like, I kind of fell off a little bit at the same time as Spider Man and you know once in the future. I'm like, oh, I just have like three or four issues. But Spider Man, there was like ten or eleven in that same span of time. Yeah, of, you, uh, yeah. Releasing where I was just like, you know, it's just almost like this is too much. You slow down. <laughs> Well, I was I'm, I was just talking to somebody the other day about my pull list, and I'm, I'm I think you and I discussed this too. Is that only I think Marvel book or I might or Marvel DC books I would get is mainly Spider Man now, and um and I get a lot of the indie stuff. And Trevor knows this man. I get so many indie stuff. I mean, it's like from Image, from Vault Comics, AfterShock Comics, Scout Comics. I mean, any. Is it a good story? I read it, man. If it's something new, I try it out. If I don't like it, I just don't get the next book. You know, right? So yeah, yeah. but that's that's how I've been reading. I mean, I read so okay. much, man. I had to catch up. I'm like you. I got to catch up on a lot of my other books too. Yeah, there's there's a lot that yeah, I still need so to catch up on. Yeah. So yeah. I know. I, I know. Think Hotel Oblivion was was this year. So that oh, was it was, huh? Did you get that, Trevor? Um, Hotel Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. Did that one come out this year? It, it came out, I think, last year. Right. But I think it finished up early this year. It it might uh, have. Yeah. It, the, way, the way we talking, man, it came out in 2020, but it's just 2021 now. So it, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it came out uh, 2019, finished 2020. All right. Um, and then I bought the, uh, the library edition or whatever um, of Hotel Oblivion. So. Okay. You know, cause I mean, that's the books that we read in 2020. Like well, I said, man, yeah. 2020, man, you know, you have so much time on your including the beginning, uh, not the beginning of this year, right? Like, mm -hmm. Follow all this stuff happening in February and into March, you know, like, what will we do? Right. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I live by myself, so I got video games and books and TV shows and stuff like that. And speaking mm -hmm. of video games, there's definitely one I want. I, I know you. Uh, yeah, and you were talking about it earlier. Earlier yesterday, you were talking about it yesterday. It's weird. Anyway, the first game that I, I got. got that one, but there's you know, a different one. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know Trevor, and you, Trevor, myself, and you also included is that when they announced Final Fantasy VII remake, I like. Oh yes, we got to go get this. So yes. yeah, so I got it the day it came out. I got a deluxe edition. I got out my car. This is this is the when it, everything started out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got in my car, went to Best Buy, and got the curbside assistance. Yep, yep. And the rest is history. <laughs> what like what a good remake, right? Oh yeah, it, it is. This is definitely been uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is without a doubt. I mean, there were a lot of good games, but it's without a doubt my um my game of the year. It's so. It's like a master class in, like, how do you remake uh, anything, you know, especially a game, you know, where they were able to make it so close to the original without, you know, alienating any newcomers to, to the franchise, but still giving you, like, a ton of new stuff. You know, when they first announced it, they said it was going to be, like, just the Midgar section. I was like, what does that mean? The Midgar section's, like, 10 hours, you know? Um, but they made it into like a 50 hour experience, you know, 40, probably closer to 40 hour experience. And it, none of it really felt like overdone or that, let it stay overstayed as welcome. They, you know, they really like 
nailed um, that that story and really fleshed out those characters and really set like this foundation for you know the next parts to to come. Agreed, and yeah, it's so yeah, it was nice. We got a little bit more back background on some of the side character, like you know Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse. Right, yeah, and you know it it. it you know, with the realistic graphics and kind of a little bit more real world type setting. Yeah. Um, it definitely, it grounded it and just kind of, yeah, it made it something, even though it was something old, it made it new and it, you know, yeah. it just felt great to play. Um, you know, so the, good. the battle was smooth once you got used to the, you know, the controls and everything. And mm-hmm. it, it was just, it was just fun. And I'm, I am loving, I loved the way it ended, the whole meta commentary and, you know, what it opens up and the possibilities for the future yes. installments. Uh, yeah. And, you know, because you have no idea, is it going to be the same? Is it not going to be the same? You know, what is, what's going to happen? And so you it, have no idea. Yeah. It and was fantastic. I, I, I love that. And I know some people weren't as huge on that ending, but, you know, in my point of view, it's like, well, one, we just know it's the Midgar section, so we know, like, the game has to figure out a way to resolve, right? Um, we know that the story's not completely done, so I thought that the way that they did it, you know, just like what you said, making it just so kind of open-ended, like, what's gonna happen next? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I, I personally, and, you know, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, so, like, the ending of Final Fantasy VII got real nebulous, very Kingdom Hearts-y. Uh, <laughs> Except so not quite as ending. confusing. Like, yeah, Kingdom right. Hearts makes yes. no sense anymore. <laughs> so, I loved it. I was like, this is ridiculous. I love every second of what's happening here. Um, but, again, you know, it just gives us, you know, you know, something to look forward to, right? We've already experienced, or a lot of us anyway, have already experienced the original story. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. Go a different way. I really enjoyed a different take on it. I mean, they, they, they didn't, they did the original story, but then they changed it up. I mean, a little bit more for the, for the new audience, for the people who didn't play it the first time. You know, we played it original, yeah. so I really enjoyed that, man. I didn't get a hundred percent. Yeah, so, David didn't either. No, so I need to get there. I need to get there. Speaking of which, so that's one of been my big thing, you know, for because when I first uh, was talking to Amos about this podcast, is that you know it didn't have to be things that occurred in 2020. So like you know it didn't need to be new shows or new video games that came out. It really was more of what are the things old or new, whatever that you watched in 2020 or that you did in 2020 that helped get you through the year. Yeah. Um, right. And so one of the things for me, like the big one was it pretty much started with Final Fantasy VII Remake, but then I've just been platinuming games like <laughs> all year long. I, I've literally platinumed, uh, platinumed 10 or 11 games since March. Man. Yeah, that's a lot. So, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I mean, then there are a bunch of good ones. So, you know, Final Fantasy Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, that was another great one of this year. Um, I platinum that one. Um, the Utawara Ramono remake, the Odin Sphere Left Thracer, um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I finally got around to playing. Um, I finally beat that this year too. Yeah, um, a, a Steins Gate like spinoff visual novel thing. Um, Final Fantasy VIII remastered. Resident Evil Two, um, the first Langrisser. Uh, so that one's kind of a half because I got all of the trophies for that one, but the game itself 
is Langrisser 1 and Langrisser 2. So I still got to finish Langrisser 2. And then, oh, yeah, Saints Row the Third got all of those. And then um, I'm working on Resident Evil 4 right now. <laughs> I just have to play it on the hard difficulty one, uh, once through, and then I've got all of the trophies for that, too. So You see that, David? That's nice. be, That's been my yeah. year. <laughs> Knocking them out. Yeah. What did, what did I play this year? I did so. I did the uh, Kingdom Hearts Remind DLC, which I liked um, like a lot. I did that, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us Part Two. Um, That's huge right. Huge fan of Last of Us, and Last of Us Part Two is very, very, very good. Um, I think I still like the first one a little bit more. It's a little bit like tighter of a story, but the Last of Us Part Two was still like incredible. I, I loved Last of Us Part Two. Um, playing. Off and on through Persona 5 Royal. Um, P5R is really good. You know, I love the Persona franchise. Oh, yeah, you played yeah. Persona. Well, I've played the first, or I mean, I've played Persona 5, the original one. I do have Persona 5 Royal. It's just mm-hmm. that one's on my list of to get to soon. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it was kind of for me. Is I, you know, I love Persona, so I was going to play through it. But as I was getting other games, I kind of would put it on the back burner just because, like, you know, I played through the original and like the game's at least like 120 hours, so like, yeah, really it's very time consuming, which is why it's yeah, yeah further down on my list because I've already played it. I know the main story, yeah. and this one exactly. just kind of adds a little bit more to it. That's how I was. So I was like, I'm just gonna kind of, you know, as games come and go, I'll kind of fit this in between. Uh, so I've already experienced P5 already. I, you know, I, I just want to get the supplemental stuff. Um, after I kind of played through some other games. But yeah, I also, like you, I finally beat Shadow of the Tomb Raider in 2020. I finally beat um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that was really good. Um, and I'm missing a couple games, I'm sure, that I've been playing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like everyone else in quarantine, I hopped on to Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, oh, I know what I've been playing lately. On my iPad is a contest of champions. Yeah, you've been playing that a lot. I remember that. Yeah, man, a lot. I got yeah. to build up my characters, man. Uh, some Cyclops, yeah, uh, Doctor Doom, Mister Fantastic, Wolverine. Yeah, I got. I got. <laughs> I'm playing through for Christmas. I got, and uh, I won't go too much into it because it like freaks out Amos. But I'm I'm playing through Death Stranding right now. Death Stranding, man. Uh, that's a weird. This is weird. A weird but interesting game. Yeah, that that game. It's like it didn't get great reviews when it came out. It was one of those ones that was either people loved it or they really hated it. And yeah. um, there's there's a podcast you might want to check out if you listen to podcasts. It's called How mm-hmm. Did This Get Played? <laughs> um, it's on Earwolf, but it's yeah. mostly they kind of cover like the really bad video games. Um, and you know, it's always funny when they go through it, but one of the ones they covered was death stranding and they found out that they really, really liked death stranding. So they talk about it a lot and they talk about a lot of Kojima games as well. Um, they mentioned the last of us and the last of us two a lot. So, you know, since you liked those ones, they might, might, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the way that they were describing it with, you know, the whole social media aspect and, you know, is it sounded very meta and kind of cool but at the same time the description of it made me go i really like the ideas 
but I don't think I ever want to play that game. Dude, it's a baby. <laughs> Norman Reedus naked with a baby and dead whales on a beach. And I saw the trailer like, what? It, it is crazy yeah. looking. But. Today, I, I will say that like it's very clear Kojima has a message. It's somewhere um, in there. And like if you read through the supplemental stuff and you just kind of like stick with it. Like I'm not done with the game. I'm about halfway through the game. Um, I, I think I'm halfway through based off of just story stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it, there's definitely some meta commentary on just social media on, you know, just America, um, being kind of at the, the forefront of his commentary. Um, it's, it's really, really good. It's hard for me to like recommend because it's <laughs> so weird so unique that like i don't really know who it's for <laughs> i was no, no, thinking not for me um but it, it's clicking with me and and yeah i feel like you know to your point where a lot of people either loved it or hated it when i the first couple hours playing death stranding like i was bordering on miserable like the story was pulling me through but playing it i was like what am i doing like this is so tedious but as you start to kind of like get through it and start to like get different upgrades and start to kind of really understand how the game works um the gameplay becomes a bit more um accessible um it's it's good i don't know what watch a i guess a, a let's play <laughs> if you're interested in the story and want to kind of see if you might like it um nah, but I'm yeah not, I'm, it's pa good. I'm passing i'm sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you you should definitely at least hear people talk about it. Like I would actually say, if you can find the episode for how did this get played, where right. they talk about Death Stranding initially, uh -huh. I would recommend it because when you listen to it, you'll be like, "Damn, this game sounds like really awesome." <laughs> I mean, just the ideas that he's putting forth, you know, with yeah, the commentary on social media and on America and on what, and it's like it's on point. It's like, wow, Kojima really is a genius. <laughs> he's really weird and messed up in the head, but he's kind of a genius in his own way. But at the like same that? time, yeah, it's kind of like you have to. Run and deliver packages and that's mostly the gameplay and that mm -hmm. part doesn't seem to interest me too much oh. but everything else about it i'm like this is fascinating mm. so it might be worth your while at least to listen to people talk about right. what it's all about um well yeah when y'all were talking about playing games and older games like that um i actually started playing the arkham Asylum, not Arkham Asylum, Arkham series. Um, Asylum, Arkham City. Yeah. And I try to play Arkham Knight, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Arkham Knight, I see the uh, beat, but like, I just don't ever want to play it again. <laughs> I beat it, man. And, th and then you know what Tommy at Great Escape talking about? You need to beat the game. Well, I said, dude, I'm not playing that game because I beat Arkham Knight. I got the I got the Nightfall, Nightfall Protocol, and I'm not going to play that shit no more, man. When I found out one, in order to get like the full ending, I had to do all the Riddler stuff. I was like, well, I'm I never hate the Riddler stuff because you need the damn Batmobile for all the damn reading about the Riddler, everything. <laughs> Dude, I hated and, it, man. Um, and like, if, if you don't absolutely with all your heart love the Batmobile, that game is just a nightmare. None yeah, of it, your boss are as Batman, you're always in. The, the Batmobile. Yes. For every boss fight. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah, it Um, was. I mean, it's with the exception of one fight where you fight the Ark of Night. um, Oh yeah, you got the vitamin. Yeah, literally, except for that one. Literally, every single boss fight is in the Batmobile. Was in Batmobile. They hit a point where there's a there's a scenario where you have to like stealth in the Batmobile. <laughs> like, at no point does this make sense. At some point, Batman would just go, "Well, I'm going to get out of the Batmobile." Yeah. The only thing that yeah. makes sense. I got to sneak up at the no. room, room. <laughs> Ridiculous! Like I, I do. They dropped the ball on the last game. They dropped the ball. The Batmobile they dropped it real hard. Batmobile is good. The the, um, the aesthetics of it, the, the way it looks, but the playability is sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, but the man. thing is, it, it like they had cool moments, right? Like where you could like be running from a rooftop, jump off the. Oh rooftop, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Like, Dive straight into the Batmobile, like. Having the Batmobile was cool. Yeah. Having it for as much as they had it in that game, it was, was uncalled for. Kind of unacceptable. It was. It was. Right? Not, it was not necessary. Beyond it has. You know, it was not. Who in the hell wants to like, the Batmobile can like attach to like buildings and like crawl up the side of a building or like or Batman gets out and just uses his grappling hook because why do you need to drive your tank <laughs> on the side of a building? <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Because you can, David. Because you can. (laughs) And that was a problem. That game, like, obsessed me. (laughs) And that was a problem with that game with me, man. I beat the game, and, and, you know, I went to play the other game. I think Arkham City was the best game out of the the trilogy, man. City was the best. Yeah. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's so, so good. Yeah, it's the best, man. But, yeah, I was doing that out-panel old games. Like Trevor said, I also was trying to play um, St. Row, um, Three Saints Row the third. third, yeah, yeah. I didn't finish it yet, but man, I love yeah. that game so much. Those just, are some fun games. That one and the fourth are just so good. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just guilty old, pleasure. It is. What old games I playing? Uh, oh, you know, I'm uh, Phoenix Wright trilogy, the original Ace Attorney trilogy on the Switch. Ah. Uh, just playing through that. That's that's a it's a, one of those weird games where it's like you're playing as a lawyer. Um, and it's like a puzzle kind of deal, but that that one's a lot of fun. I like the Phoenix Wright like characters. It's very over the top and and dramatic. Oh yeah, um, that's yeah. right. Do be pointing. Yeah, they got objection. Objection. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that, that, that was an anime playing? too, wasn't it? Yeah, there's there's a. Did they ever make an anime, anime on it? I think they but did. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's like the anime style. Style, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that's one. And there's one. like a live. There's also a live action movie. Oh no! Yes, yes, um, that there is. No, no, no. That okay. was interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's actually pretty fun if I remember correctly. No, I got a uh, thing about anime movies based off anime when it is United States mess them up big time anyway. Yeah. But then when you do it, Japan do it. I could expect the special effects the way they look, you know, and everything. Just to... Yeah. So, so to be clear, it was not an American live action. That's it what I'm saying. Yeah, the Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a lot. I mean, I, I noticed. like Ghost in the Shell, you know? Oh, God. I mean, yeah, we went to go uh, see that for free, wasn't it? No, I think we paid to go it was, see it. It wasn't much. But we went was, to see it in the theaters. It, was, it wasn't it was much, though. We didn't pay like $10 for it, I don't think. I don't know. It was cheap. But we went to go see it just to check it out. Yeah. I like the visuals of the uh, movie. I mean, it was pretty cool looking, yeah, yeah but, but a lot of the story was just like, eh. Uh, and then the whitewashing. Yeah, too much whitewashing. And, yeah. 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 
I think uh, um, I think they did pretty good with some of the live action anime stuff when it comes from Japan. I think yeah. nine times out of the anime or you know whatnot is usually better. But uh, this one I remember liking and having. I, I, it's been a while since I saw the live action Phoenix Wright, um, but I remember liking that one uh, pretty well. All right, cool, man. So I'm, when I'm, I think I'm thinking in this podcast right here, man, with a thing is like this is that I know 2020 was a um, crazy year. Um, there was a lot of things going on, you know, and during this pandemic, they had to have everybody had to be home and do things. You know, he had to be creative, you know, on certain things, you know. And I yeah. mean, for, um, for you, I know for you, Dave, you probably was working on something. If you was working at the usually, job. yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I know Trevor. You know, he ten ten platinums. Goddamn. <laughs> Shit. Like, yeah. Hey man, like you a rap artist or a singer? So I went ten times platinum. Ten times platinum, platinum baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Hell. Like shit, can I have your autograph? <laughs> sure, it's not gonna be worth anything, but sure. <laughs> Yo, I got a, I got a, man, I got a story to tell. It's gonna be short. Back in college, right? Um, I went to Mississippi State to see a basketball game because we knew some of our homeboys that went to school there. And um, after the game, and me, me not knowing what I had on, I had the the school colors on. I didn't even pay attention to it. So after the game, we um, meet some of the basketball players. This little kid comes up to me. <laughs> Can I have your autographs? Like, what? <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't play basketball. I'm sorry. So you assume I'm black and I'm tall, and I play. I got the school colors on. I, I, I'm a basketball player. Yeah. I don't want. I ain't want to sign that kid thing. That one day the kids, I got this from so and so. Who? Amos Payne. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's no one. Yeah. yeah. Right. What? But At yeah. that point, you're just scribbling on his merchandise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was it, man. But yeah, man. Um, any closing things y'all want to say about how 2020 was for you guys? I mean, good riddance. Good riddance. <laughs> Glad <laughs> you're done. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we can just let it die in a fire. Yeah, man. Throw that son bitch in the garbage. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, we did some things. We've enjoyed some movies and. TV shows and video games and books and stuff. Things that we do in our everyday life, but we did more of it, you know, because we had the time to do it at the house. <laughs> He's doing your quarantine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I know you guys probably were too, but yeah, I was working from the house, so that yeah. that eliminated my commute, so right. I could just log off work and just go actually do something, um, which yeah. is why I was able to play so many video games. The same for David, too, this year. I think. Yeah, David. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, work home, and then once I'm just done, I just... Yeah, but I had to go, go out in it. There. Yeah, I had to go out in it, man. Something like that or watch something. So that's yeah, been nice. All right, cool. So, um, how could people? I mean, now David, I got to ask you this, David, because I'm gonna close it out on the podcast for this for 2020. Uh-huh. How we how we made it through 2020. So, how can people reach you on your social media? Because I think you you don't do your social media too much. <laughs> uh, I'm like morally opposed, <laughs> apparently, to social media, so I don't ever use it. But follow me on Twitter, uh, Helix and Meteors, um, or you can go to my website, just davidpinkney.com. Um, maybe one day I'll use it again. <laughs> ah. Oh yeah, and also oh, so make an announcement too, and you got a book coming out this year, right? Uh, yeah, we announced that. I guess that's something I did in 2020. Um, see, I, see how know, with, uh, I totally forgot. Um, 
yeah, so earlier this, or I guess earlier in 2020, um, around October, we announced uh, a graphic novel that I'm doing with Mad Cave Studios called Needle and Thread. Um, so that should come out later this year, towards the fall. Um, and it's part of Mad Cave's new Mavericks line. It's a line of all ages graphic novels. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it'll be... Uh, I did the uh, the the writing for it. Um, the artist her name's Enon. Uh, her art style is super cute. It's great. It really fits for um, um, for the kind of the, the style and tone that we're going for in the book. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, I, I mean, I'm bias uh it's like the best written thing ever (laughs) it is pretty much the best thing that's ever gonna come out in 2021 uh i'm glad you took your horn on that one good that's got to have confidence right yeah (laughs) self-confidence is good i'll be picking it Uh, up oh yeah i mean i appreciate it and uh yeah like i said mad cave studios they put out some good stuff and uh this mavericks line is is a a new line of books so cool man check it out so guys, check that out. Um, David's new books for Mad Cave Studios. And Trevor, how can people reach you on social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. Yeah, you've been very busy, man. Politically. You say that every. Yeah, I man, dude. <laughs> David, <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, I don't tweet much, but man, my guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But that's a different story. But yeah, guys, you can check me out at com. Also, check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Peace. Just being in this.